0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Nicking Around. We're back for episode two. And since episode one, we talked a lot about, you know, seeing to see improvements for certain guys on the team, specifically RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. And not only are the Knicks above 500 now, uh, you know, at the time of this recording, but I can, I think we can both agree both those guys have, done exactly what they we want them to do which is to step up and play a lot better if you look at Randall's numbers on the season they're actually really efficient offensively uh you know the decision making passing wise I mean we can talk about the defense to so that that that's definitely lagged behind but in terms of just scoring the basketball and the offensive presence this is the best version of Julius Randall we've seen since his breakout year two years ago and as for RJ Barrett I mean the three-point shots are falling a little bit more he's been a little more efficient he hasn't figured out things the same way Randall has but it is nice to see him trending in a positive direction uh the team overall has played a lot better and a- again i think we both agree when julius randall and rj Barrett are playing well you know with j- the way jalen brunson has played all year with the supplemental pieces and quickly and grimes this team is going to win basketball games uh, it's as simple as that right when barrett and Randall were like two of the worst players in the league of course this team was gonna look bad uh but you know It's going to be interesting to see how they carry, uh, how they continue off of this point. But uh, James, I I think we can agree here that we've, the two players that we needed to have play better are playing better. And that's why they're winning.
1: I would add to that a little bit, just to say like, for the Knicks recently, since adding the young guys to the rotation, which has been kind of like the focal point of the last couple of years for the Knicks has been trying to see what they have in McBride and Grimes and quickly. You know, Obi's hurt, which I think has actually helped the Knicks defense a lot. Um, It's kind of contributed as part of the reason why the Knicks have been such a great defensive team the last couple of weeks. um, Or not a couple of weeks, maybe just like the last week or so. um, And they have been legitimately the best defensive team in the league in the last four games. They're 4-0. And it all makes sense. Like, you play good defense and you win basketball games. Like, it's not really any sort of you know it's not rocket science, right? Um, you take a look at this new starting lineup with Grimes, uh, with Grimes, Brunson, Barrett, Randall, and Robinson, and they've I think I saw a stat where they are now one of the better starting lineups in the entire NBA in that rating, um, as that group of five, which is not shocking at all that when you add Quentin Grimes as a replacement for Evan Fournier you know, your net rating gets better because you get better on both sides of the ball. Um, And Grimes hasn't even found a shot yet, which is what's so interesting to me, is that he's made such an impact and his shots aren't falling. I wonder what he'll look like once they are, because we know from the past, you know, from last year, he shot 38% from three. And then in college, he shot over 40, I believe. This year he's shooting just 32%, but he's still, you know, got a 46% field goal percentage. And he's added a lot really, I think, to his game, especially as a playmaker. Um, he's made a lot of great passes that I don't think we would have seen from him last year.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, just on top of that, you know, it's like the Knicks have been playing, like, bad teams either, which is something that you would point at if the team was playing a lot better defensively. Like, I would say the Cavs, uh, the Kings, the, the uh, Hawks, those are teams that have at least good offensive pieces. Or And now, offensive to be pieces.
1: fair with... Two of those three teams you just mentioned, they were missing their best player,
0: right? In those games, that, like no, don't get me wrong, and and
1: you know Fox is a huge part of that Sacramento team, and I I don't think it's really a crazy argument to make that Dejounte Murray's the best team on the Hawks, best player on that team in the Hawks. So, you know, it's kind of, the Knicks have been pretty fairly lucky when it comes to I don't know I don't like that I don't like to use that word in this context, but they have been fairly. You know lucky when it comes to other teams injuries when they've played the Knicks
0: right but I, I mean again they've held their I mean they're I'm I'm just rough estimating off the top of my head here but I'm fairly confident saying they're holding their opponents to roughly like 90 points, 95 points a game over the last four games, small sample size, of course, but you know, it's definitely a big step up from watching the Mavericks drop 121 on you or, you know, giving up 127 points and then 132 and then 119 on back to back to back nights. Uh, You know, Ultimately, this team, I, I, we can, you know, coming into the season, my expectations for this team was to not go, not to go out and compete. And, you know, in terms of, you know, winning a finals or going out and, you know, having some. You know, crazy stretch where, you know, everyone just clicks and they're, you know, this this top, you know, five or six team in the league. But, you know, they were supposed to go into this season and I think at least, you know, compete for a playoff spot. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. Um, You know, ultimately, we can argue about the future of the franchise in terms of, you know, whether they should be really bad or not. But this team was just not going to be very, very, very bad. Um, yeah, like this team was, kind of was never
1: gonna be one of the teams in that you know tank for Victor type of scenario right. this year. They even were never... without Brunson.
0: Uh, I would yeah. say even without Brunson, they would still be. And, and even
1: then, you know, like the most interesting part about this, and obviously Brunson got hurt at the end of last game, so hopefully he can you know suit up uh, on Wednesday in Chicago. We were talking last time when when we recorded, we were saying like this basically the whole year, this whole season, and I, this may have been a little bit of a stretch. Will come down to like this you know, what are they looking like on New Year's, on New Year's Day, right? Because you had some winnable games against, you know, Charlotte, Chicago. You got three against the Bulls who are not good at all this year. Uh, you got Indiana, um, who's been pretty decent, but, you know, winnable game. You got San Antonio, Houston. So if you can come out of here, like we're looking at a scenario where the Knicks could come out of here, you know, uh, they could, you know, come out of Chicago on Friday on a six game winning streak at 16 and 13. And that would be, I'd say pretty successful, especially considering um, that Jalen Brunson recently um, has not been playing very well at all.
0: And look, I am I thought that Brunson, I still, I mean, I obviously think the world of Brunson, you know, I think he's probably the best player on the team. Um, the injury probably is going to slow him down a little bit too at when he does come back. I don't imagine he's going to look the best in his first game or two back. Um, the three point shooting, I think you could say is really the only thing he's lacked in, in terms of like, I'm heavily not like, I'm like this could and should be better, uh, by the end of the season, uh, and other things will probably regress to balance that out. But overall, I would say, you know, the fact that this team can win games without Brunson doing everything is encouraging. This team was heavily relying on Brunson to do a lot of things, um, kind of easing the load on him. Again, I attribute a lot of the, you know, the this to Julius Randle in terms of at least on the offensive side of the ball. He's become a lot better. He's just the, the team. Like I mentioned, the team plays was playing worse with him on the court. The offense is significantly better right now. With and him now on the court.
1: what we're looking at is like, remember last time we were recording, Brun- uh, not Brunson, Randle had a negative Raptor war. And that was yeah, only positive right now. That was only a week and a half ago, and he's already up at 1.2. Not even just positive. He's like the fourth best player on the Knicks, according to it. Um, 1.2 is like obviously not great, but it's it's pretty solid. Um, especially all things considered, like he's probably put up like two war in the last week. So
0: yeah. And he's done it on great volume.
1: And and I'm interesting, it's it'll be interesting to see what uh he looks like coming out of next game because he did have complete emotional breakdown against Sacramento. Um, he's having like one of the better games of his season, 27 points in the first half. And then, you know, he doesn't get a foul call, which to be fair, he did get fouled, but he didn't get a foul call. And then he goes and, you know, one ref, he cusses this ref out and then goes, turns around and cusses another ref out, gets a back-to-back text and gets ejected, which is something you really don't like to see from him because the emotional maturity for Randall has been such a big issue over the past couple of seasons but we'll see how he responds to that. You know, it really sucked to see that in the moment, in the moment, but, you know, the Knicks won the game and I'm not too mad about it because they were up by 25 points at that time. They weren't going to lose that game even without him. So, you know, like he had had a point. The refs were bad that whole game, but I don't know. I feel like that's not what you want to see from him at all.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, with Randall, We know, I think one thing with Randall is like, there's this component of like, I feel like a lot of Randall's struggles are dependent, or not dependent, but come from, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, last year, I just felt like the season got away from him. There's no doubting that talent-wise, right? In terms of just like, being a really, really, really talented NBA player or being an NBA player who can go out and be a top fifty NBA player, the talent is there, right? You know, the, the scoring abilities like I'm sorry, but there are just certain things he can do that other players cannot do offensively, right? Yeah, this I is mean, a guy he's, who's...
1: he's got a very, very good combination of size and skill.
0: Right. That he's a averaging... lot of
1: guys don't have.
0: Yeah. Over the last 10 games, he's averaging a, a very efficient 25.2 points per game, which, you know, again. That's the last 10 games. But even if you look on the season, 22 points a game on his best efficiency since coming to the New York Knicks in terms of true shooting percentage. I know that there are other seasons with better true shooting percentages, but he wasn't a shooter yet. So I don't really think like, that's fair to it, really, yeah, like, you know what Yeah, I mean? he's taking
1: seven threes a game this year, which I actually right. don't have a problem with do Neither do I. He's, um, he, he's, I, love, I love his shot diet this year um, compared to the last couple of years where he's taking a lot of like those forced up mid-range fadeaways. Like those shots, he's kind of completely eliminated which has really helped him as you know a basketball player as an offensive you know efficient basketball player and he was averaging 38 minutes a game a couple of years ago 35 last year he's down to only 33 this year which I think is also part of the reason uh why that's helping him so much so you know yeah you... I go ahead Sarah. I was say we were saying like oh you can't really expect 2020 Randall to come back I think this Randall might be better
0: yeah, and the I think we've a lot of, seen
1: for the past fifteen games or so.
0: And you mentioned the shooting splits being a little bit different. Uh, you know, if you look at field goal uh attempts by distance from ten to sixteen feet and sixteen to to feet to the right, right before the three point line, um, he was shooting them. He was shooting about thirty percent of his shots from that range. This year, it's well under. It's under. You know. It's 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 literally like one maybe one percent, mid one point five. It's a very low percentage. He's dropped it by nearly half on the 16th and, 3 three-point range. So right and and in I think that the, mid-range. The
1: reason why it was okay in 2021, 2020, like the COVID year, for him to do that was because he was making so many of those shots. Like, like he wasn't it was like ungodly efficiency from those spots. But you know, he's not at that type of efficiency anymore, but still, um, you know, you look at the three point shot and he's only shooting 34% from three on the year. But I think in the last 10 to 15 games, uh, let's see, since, since Denver, that Denver game seemed like a real turnaround for me shooting uh, about 34% on 8.5 attempts per game, which is really, really nice volume, 24 points, eight, uh nine rebounds, four assists. Like if you can get that from Randall alongside Brunson and RJ, and I think, you know, a big, Part of why he's been so much better uh recently is also just because of, you know, these lineups. They're better suited for Randall and Barrett to thrive. And I think, you know, Thibodeau may not be the you know, may not be the best coach in the league, but he's definitely stepped it up the past couple of weeks. Whether it's actually him making those decisions or not, I don't know. But as far as like tactical decisions, the Knicks are doing much better.
0: Yeah, and I think look, ultimately my problem with Tibbs will. I will always have a problem with Tibbs, just from the sense of like rest, even resting players. Like I feel like sometimes he pushes guys a little bit too much, and I understand you know that's his coaching style, but that doesn't really like that doesn't. I don't. I just don't think you know getting extremely high volume and low efficiency from certain guys is necessarily the best way to play things. Um, you know, I I think that you could look at a guy like. You know RJ Barrett, perhaps, and you know there are certain games where he's just a a wreck on the court, and and Tibbs will refuse to pull him, uh, or or will refuse to to kind of pull the plug on on someone who's clearly struggling. Um, I think RJ, not as. Because when we talk about like the the emotional presence for for Randall, we talk more about like outbursts maybe on the court for, for RJ. It's not really outbursts. I think it's more so just confidence, right? You know, he was supposed to be the guy in New York and, you know, understandably. So after his first year, he struggles, he was paired with Randall, where Randall struggled as well. You know, he wasn't really the the guy. It was a rookie. His second year was supposed to become the guy. And then Randall goes off and has an incredible season. You know, RJ is kind of a supplemental piece to that, right? Year three, he is kind of given the reins a little bit towards the end. Doesn't play that well. um, Struggles with efficiency. Brunson's now coming in. He's now the top guy. Randall plays really well. He's now the second guy. Like Barrett really hasn't gotten. I think the I'm not saying that's the Knicks' fault per se. Uh, you know, just more so the the, the RJ Barrett's role has never really been defined with the Knicks. I don't know what Tibbs views. RJ Bear as I don't really, I I don't I don't I don't think you can just run the guy into the ground. I think we have to have or not that he has and he's played better lately. But I think if I think RJ Bear needs to needs to figure out what his role is in this system. What is his role in the NBA? What is he? Because I don't even know what to define him as, right? Is he a defense, you know, a defensive option um is he you know a, a he defensive... hasn't
1: been great defensively this year, but recently the last few games he's looked better. Right. Um, and you know for barrett like such a big part of his game is always going to be his um you know whether his shots falling or not it's a you know it's like you could say that for anyone but more so f- for him i feel like than most um you know he's had confidence issues i like the role he's playing right now where he's kind of in the game for the first you know he's starting obviously but he's playing a lot of minutes with that bench unit um alongside quickly and um And Obi when he's healthy, I think I think he fits well with them. They play faster. It fits kind of to his strengths where he can, you know, he's more of a slasher than anything. I like him at the four, which is one thing. You know, like it sucks that I say that I have to say this, but I don't know if Obi Toppin is the right fit for this roster. Um, you know, there's been a lot of trade talks surrounding him, and I don't necessarily disagree with that for his sake and for the Knicks' sake. If you could play uh RJ as your starting three and backup four. Um, because you know Tibbs likes to play him a ton of minutes. I think it's a great role for him. The backup four spot he can kind of, you know, exploit the athleticism that he has, you know, over those fours. Cause I think he does better as a four than a two, you know, just as
0: he's
1: he's better at exploiting the uh lack of athleticism against him than he is a lack of size.
0: Yeah and as you mentioned with Toppin you know, I like Toppin and I I think that Toppin there's a world where Toppin is given a starting role and performs very well but it's it's hard to sit if you know you can't sell the idea of you know, benching Randall to the to their locker room, uh, to try to figure out what you have with Toppin. With the way Randall is playing right now, you really like that's that's I, I you can argue that long term it might be the right move for them to start losing a bunch of games and figuring it out with Toppin. But how like that's such I feel like that's I feel like Toppin isn't the type of player that you can do that for. If you get what I'm saying, like this isn't I know this is the wrong sport, but this isn't like you know. Uh, you know, putting in Eli Manning while you're in a playoff spot in his rookie year. And then he, he sells the season for you and he stinks and he ends up, you know, blowing a playoff spot. And But you figure out what you have with him, right? It's not really, a, you can't really compare. This isn't like, a it, the NBA is a different sport, right? And I think more so than uh, in the NBA, how one player fits and meshes with an entire rotation matters just as much as how good they are. Um, you know, it, it's very rare you see in the NFL that like a very good wide receiver doesn't mesh with a very good quarterback, right? You know, that it, usually there's a problem between one of the two. Right. Uh, even in yeah. Baseball, but like all- you
1: could put, you could put two really good basketball players together and they might not fit. Well, they might not yeah. play well together, even like, though they're great on their own.
0: Exactly. And uh, and that's
1: just like the fact of the matter here. So, you know, I know quickly and top fit well together, but I don't know how the, how Obi would look with the starters. And I, I also don't know if like you could convince me right now that he's a better player than Randall. He's not.
0: Just yeah. that's that the, the, He's not the problem is or it's not really a problem obviously but i'm speaking i'm talking from the perspective of Obi top and the problem is that he was drafted by a team that didn't think they had a power forward and then they found the power they found
1: well the power forward they had found himself
0: right so and then there's really
1: like it's it sucks for him but there's really no there's no spot for him like you can't bench randall and you can't bench robinson because and you can't
0: play really you can't really put I, i know that we've thought like thinking about putting randall maybe at center but like I think the defense would get hurt so bad that, especially for a team that you're starting, Brunson, and it's
1: not—it's not even the defense. It's like I think Mitchell Robinson's offensive rebounding adds more to this team than anything he does defensively.
0: He's uh, look, and Mitchell Robinson's a good player. Like I, it's not like we're talking about like a terrible center right now. You know what I mean? Like a guy. No, who's we're not. We're not awful. talking
1: about like you know somebody who's kind of a liability. And it's like, if it feels oh, like well, Nerlens
0: Noel. We'll well, you know, then you think about it, but it's not. You know, it's it's it's, it's Mitchell
1: Robinson who you right. just extended. He's, and it's playing
0: well. You know, there's no real reason to bench him. I mean,
1: he's he's actually I think one of the main reasons, and I, he goes on he goes under the radar. He's not he doesn't get as much credit as I think he deserves um, for the Knicks' success this year. But you know, uh, he's a he's one of the best rebounders in the league, and he creates so many opportunities for the Knicks. Um, if he could get his free throw percentage up, he'd be so good. But I don't know if that's really realistic at this point
0: i think another thing that you know is important when it comes to the mitchell robinson conversation is you know Uh, and when it comes to at least draft picks for the Knicks, he's been one of the best ones they've made considering the spot he was picked, considering the impact he's had on this team, considering yes, he has injuries, but the security he's provided at the center position when he's healthy, Uh, you know, the Knicks turned a second round pick, uh, uh, basically a throw. And I know Robinson doesn't provide the shooting, you know, he isn't very much a modern big, but considering the guy isn't a a modern
1: big, big.
0: it's worked, you know, in the modern NBA, he's still found a lot of success. He's not one of those bigs that, you know, just put up gaudy numbers and they're not. Yeah, And I think it's
1: a good fit with, randall in the front court because he you know randall's not a he's a randall is a modern big right he's uh he's six nine he's he's big but he also can stretch the floor he can kind of guard the three through the five like obviously you don't want him guarding another team's point guard but when he tries on defense he's actually a really really good defender uh the only issue is he doesn't try which is fucking aggravating but um i think it's a great fit and i think you know, obviously, we're looking at things from a really, like, we're we're at a point right now where, we're like, we're, I'm higher on the Knicks right now than I have been at any point this season. And I think for good reason, but, you know, they'll always find a way to prove me wrong.
0: The way I see it is, like, look... If guy if veterans are playing well, right? Even if this team doesn't really figure it out outside of purgatory, like they now, like you could make a realistic argument that a team is going to want Julius Randle, right? Like a team is if oh no, I think there are
1: definitely teams lining up for Randle, right? Right. Now. I just don't think the Knicks want to trade him, and I wouldn't trade him if I'm the Knicks. Why would
0: I? But my point I, more so is, why would I
1: get worse for
0: five? not right now? Obviously, my point is like if the season is to hit a hitch, if they are to be like five or six games under by the time the deadline hits, and obviously that would probably mean Randall wasn't playing as well. But in the situation where he's still playing well, and you know, the Knicks are five or six games under, you have a player right there who you can actually like the Knicks can. What, what, what kind of scared me with this team is that they weren't going to be able to find any direction at that, like the deadline's kind of like. A checkpoint, right? What what's your what's your direction as a franchise, right? right. They're bad. Two, when we first recorded, when the Knicks were struggling, Randall was not playing well. Randall sure might have suitors, but you know you're, we're talking about maybe having to trade a pick to get rid of the money. You know what I mean? Like it's it's and right a- now
1: he's really looking like, and obviously it's, it's only just- been a week and a half. It's only been like five to ten, five to seven games, right? Something like that. Um, since we first recorded, I don't know how many games it's been. They were nine and eleven, and they're what. 13 and the other 14 and 13 now. So it's been about two, about two weeks worth of games, seven games or so anyways. um, You know, you look at this team now and it's not just about Randall playing well, which obviously is great or Brunson playing well. It's about Quentin Grimes starting games and playing 40 minutes. It's about, um, you know, getting Emmanuel quickly, significant minutes and, Everyone in the Knicks rotation is under thirty now. Um,
0: yeah, that's and every,
1: and everyone except for Randall, I think, is under twenty six.
0: They look. They have a lot of talent that can at least progress. If like, especially Grimes. I look at Grimes as a guy where, like, you know, we've you you you're, you're a, you are a big Grimes guy, and I'm not going to steal your thunder here, but Grimes is definitely someone that I can we can say has been a positive NBA player. I'm still bullish on him. I need to see him. You know, over uh, a season sample size, be a good NBA player as a starter so before good. I sit here and say, you know, okay, the Knicks got something here, right? Quickly, I the Knicks have something quickly, and the shots been falling a little bit more. The three point percentage was putrid. It's still not great, but it was like putrid, like terrible last time we recorded. And,
1: and I shots think the thing falling. about quickly that I that I love so much about him is that it doesn't matter if his shots right. falling; he is still like with with Randall and Barrett. It's like if their shots not falling, they're not like. You know they're not contributing too much as you know an NBA player, you know not as a defender and not really as like a playmaker. If quickly shots not falling, he's still playing elite defense with, you know, uh great playmaking, and he just makes the team better. And it, part of it is the pace of play thing, but um, yeah, for for Grimes, I think he's a perfect fit with these with these two with Randall and Barrett because. You know, you need somebody who can kind of, you know, I think Grimes obviously isn't as as good on offense as Evan Fournier. That, like, that's just not really a question. But defensively, it's night and day. And alongside two guys, one who, you know, Barrett is on and off defensively, which I didn't even know was possible. Like, I've never seen a player so bipolar defensively like R.J. Barrett. He came into the league. He was supposed to be like this defensive guy You know, who's who will you know most likely find it on offense now? He's this offensive guy who can't play shit for defense. Um, and then and then Randall who just doesn't try, which is so annoying. Um, it's a great fit because Grimes is one of the better point of attack defenders I've seen in in a while,
0: yeah. And you know, ultimately, the talent like defensively, when we're talking about their talent levels, these guys can put up positive defensive uh, contributions. And I think maybe I'm wrong here, maybe because I'm remembering it wrong, but I'm pretty sure Randall's defensive ward has also gotten a little bit better over this stretch. I could be completely wrong about that. Uh, that's just me trying to joggle my memory a little bit here. Uh, and just based on the like how dark red it was to start the season and how it's eased up a little bit, um, you know, like if especially Barrett Barrett has a size advantage against most people he's defending I think he's a more skilled defender uh I, I feel like the problem I think Barrett more so than Randall Barrett I, I believe in Randall to, to be the better offensive player and I believe in Barrett to find a lot more defensive uh value than he's put up this year if you get what I'm saying um you know I kind of fig- figure not that Barrett's gonna like have an elite defensive season but if like Barrett's Offensive wars new, net new, neutral right now, which I think is a fair way to evaluate what he's been all year. You know, if you consider the fact that he's, you know, a pretty you know he's a pretty big guy, so he can you know t- get some boards for you. He's not the most efficient scorer in the world, but he can still do it on some pretty high volume. He has his moments. If he figures out league average defense, like we're talking about, a good NBA player. A, a, not saying RJ a bad NBA player, but this season he's that's right. still a good NBA player, right? And that's, I want to hammer that point home, you know, if RJ Barrett figures out how to consistently play defense, his three-point percentage, that's going to go up, right? That he's going to experience positive regression in that regard, right? He's not a, he's not a true talent, 28% shooter from three, and that's going to affect his efficiency, right? So I think that number can get to 33, 34%. And when you see that type of increase, the true shooting percentage is probably going to go up. Um, if he's around, you know, three to four to five percent. Yeah. And I think he can probably regard,
1: be a little higher than 33 to 34%, right. depending, like, he shot, just, what, 40, 40% from three the year the Knicks were good. You know, obviously his volume's down a little bit from last year because, you know, last year Barrett was kind of the entire offense at the end of the year. He was taking, I would I want to say, close to 25 shots a game in the last month of the season. Um, You know, we're not seeing that from him anymore, and that's not a problem at all. Uh, He's kind of finding his place on this team. Uh, he's much, much improved as a free throw shooter, which is huge. That's super important, um, for the future, like of this team for the rest of the year. If Barrett can make his free throws cause he gets fouled so often, uh, that's huge. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Knicks have kind of found something here with this, with this nine man rotation, um, Especially once Obi's back, because this lineup with Sims and Hartenstein is not great. Um, with the two centers. Uh, neither of which can really stretch the floor. I know Hartenstein was kind of sold to us as like this guy who will come in and play that type of, you know, role as a stretch big, but he's not really shown it as a three point shooter as much as he has like he's great defensively, uh, when he's not getting fucking bullied. Like he's Hartenstein's one of those guys. I feel like he's really good defensively against guys who are smaller than him but can't guard shit with a guy over, you know. Uh yeah. Over seven feet tall or, you know.
0: Look, I'm gonna I'm I'm still a Hardenstein guy because analytics is like Hardenstein, and I've got to push that narrative. But I will say, uh, you know, it's it, we're also talking like a backup center, so it's not going to sit here and pound the desk and be like, he's good, he's good, he's good. You know, Knicks have to, you know, Knicks can't, you know, afford to not have him. You know, there are like fifty bigger pieces to the, not fifty, but there are significantly more important pieces. I, I could honestly see Hartenstein getting traded at some point during his contract and actually getting some value back, like a second. Um, you know, I that's I feel like that's honestly you can kind of book that. I feel like you know this they they're, they do that all the time, um, and it makes Leon sense. Rose, you know, like yeah. Let let him center.
1: play a year. He's he's a good he's a good backup center. But Jericho Sims can do what he does, and add a little more athleticism and defense, but maybe not as much, you know, on the offensive end. Now Sims' numbers defensively are actually awful, but I believe in him as a defender to figure it out just because of his athleticism and you know shot blocking ability. But um, yeah, you know, you look at this this lineup now. The Knicks can be one of the better defensive teams in the league with um, with Grimes and McBride and quickly. That lineup with those three that they were running at the end of the game in, against Sacramento once Randall and Brunson got hurt. Like, I, I know basketball teams don't do this as much as other sports, but, you know, if you get to the point where you have a lead and you just need to hold it, I kind of like that. um Even if you're not going to put that many points on the board, just don't let them score because those three guys are so good defensively. Um,
0: Yeah. You know, look.
1: S- since since McBride has gotten significant minutes, the Knicks have been an elite defensive team. Now, are those two things completely, you know, like, is it is, you know, it's a causation correlation thing. Is it is it because of McBride? Maybe not. But is he playing a role? Mm-hmm. Certainly he is
0: look McBride I think we kind of know McBride's not gonna do much offensively uh, I think we're aware of that
1: I um I I somewhat disagree with that I think um he's not gonna add much offensively obviously but I think he'll be better than he has been so far
0: uh that's fair I mean it's also kind of hard to be as bad continue to be that bad if you know what I'm saying
1: And you know what the great thing? He's another one of those guys, like I I'll put him right next to quickly, where obviously he's not nearly as good. Like that's not what I'm trying to say here. But McBride is a guy who in college shot thirty thirty-seven point uh thirty-seven percent from three uh in his career and in his last season in his sophomore year at West Virginia, he shot forty one point four percent on four attempts. Um yeah. This year, he's shooting 19% from three on 1.7 attempts. Like, that shot eventually will fall at a higher rate than 19%.
0: Yeah, he's, he's taken 26 threes. So, I mean, I feel like I, I do agree with you there. I think we could be seeing, like, where Grimes is at right now offensively is where McBride could be at, you know, over the course of the season offensively. You get what I'm saying? You know, just... Whereas, like, Grimes,
1: play- I think, still has a step forward to make for sure.
0: Right. And that's, I think it's going to be tough for him as well, because, you know, he's in a lineup with Brunson, Barrett, Randall, you know, those are going to be three guys who are going to be taking a lot of shots and understandably. So, you know, there's a reason why Brunson and Randall are going to be averaging nearly 20 attempts a game, because these guys, you know, they, they, they're they like, as we can, when, when it comes down to it, Julius Randall is very good at figuring out how to put a basketball in the, in the net and, and Jalen Brunson has been, you know, all season, except for recently, pretty damn good uh, offensively. So it's gonna be hard to get touches for Grimes. Um but as he comes but into the But I don't think anymore, he needs
1: touches. Like he can he he has one of those three point shots where he shoots it so high that it's like uh you know he can shoot over anyone and his catch and shoot ability is great. So you know he'll get his three pointers up at least and those those are huge shots for the Knicks.
0: Yeah, it's it's just going to be tough for him to like – like in the sense of like becoming – like taking that next quantum leap that you would like to see in a young NBA. It's just going to be tough for him to figure it out. He has to find his – find – his spots and I also think you know as he starts more the other stars are going to trust him more like we're talking about what 10 game samples of being 11 game sample being a full-time starter on the New York Knicks right you know that takes that's a process right Randall has been here for three years Randall's role on the team is very well defined oh, four years this is year four of Randall um, yeah it's year four is, right so his role on this team is very defined same thing with RJ Barrett I
1: have, I've also never seen a player like just so polarizing like Randall
0: no, never. I, I've never watched a sports team where every other year my view on the guy is completely fucking different. It I've never seen it in my life. Like never. his
1: first year in New York, he was downright awful, right? And then he comes back, everyone's like, oh, trade this guy, get rid of him, you know, start start Obi, you know, bench him, whatever. And then he comes out and he's what all NBA, second team, most improved player, leads us to the four seed. And then last year, it's this guy sucks. Trade him. He was, he's a fucking fluke, like all of this. And then now here we are this year. And, you know, obviously he's not getting as much. I don't think he's getting as much praise as he was before, but he's, I think he's been better. Has the guy ever won most improved twice?
0: Um. I don't know. I don't think he will win it. <laughs> Give it to him. I just think. It's an interesting topic. And another thing, like, I would compare this to, like, watching Baker Mayfield play football, except it was inverse. Like, first year it was, like, he was the best. Like, he was, like, t- 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 fucking God. Second year was terrible. Third year, it's like, he's back. And then fourth year, is terrible. And he's gone. So it's kind of like the inverse of that. But even then, like, the, I think the difference is, like, you people weren't saying trade Baker Mayfield in the year. two so he was a rookie. Or not a rookie. He was a second-year quarterback. Like, Julius Randle's an established NBA veteran. It's kind of hard for you to – you don't really expect volatility from an NBA veteran. And he's still not like – it's like he's old. Like we're not talking about like, a 31, 32-year-old. He's like, what, 27, 28? Yeah, he's 28. 30? He's been around the league forever. <laughs> he's played well, – Well, yeah, 30. I mean
1: he he debuted at 20.
0: Yeah, like, and he was a completely he's, different he's, player. He's,
1: he's been in the league for nine years. And, yeah, he is. Like when he came in, he was like kind of a bully ball big. And, you know, we, now, you look at him now, he's more of like a stretch four –
0: yeah, even when uh, he came here, we've seen him transform. That obviously he from that. C-
1: he can play bully ball, like it's something he can do. He shot twenty eight percent from three his first year in New York, and now he's shooting thirty four. And we're thinking like, oh, he still shoot better than thirty four percent for sure. At seven Ridge.
0: attempts a game, which is just and, and,
1: and the last that... the last like what since the Knicks have been winning games, I think he's shooting like since November 29th, So last seven games, he's shooting. 10 attempts per game
0: right he's he's been
1: which i don't have a problem with take as many threes as you want and on top of that going in
0: you know he's cut down the assists because he's not handling the ball as much in terms of ball like we've seen julius fannel change like three drastically different times in his career as a nick you know at first going from his first change at first year to second year becoming more of a a, a, you know a a diverse scorer you know then that then all right not three changes but we've seen three different Julius Reynolds. And then this change into, you know, okay, I got to dial it back with my ball handling. I don't, I don't need to handle the ball as much because of a point. guard Yeah. Now. And,
1: and his turnovers are way down,
0: right? You know, he's still for, for the amount of times he, for the amount of assists, he still turns the ball over, but he has the lowest turnover rate of his career right now, which is, and he's, he's, his usage rates only down uh, about 1.5%, which, you know, isn't, uh, it, it is notable, but it isn't, like, enough to justify or enough to say it, that's the reason why his turnover percentage is down. Um, you know, right. the assists are down, sure. But overall, but the, I feel like – The other he's... thing
1: about his usage right now is, like, it may be high, but they're also – it's, like, better usage. It's, like – Right, more efficient. It's more efficient. It's He's taking shots and in opportunities where he's, you know, meant to be rather than trying to be this, you know, point forward, which he's just not.
0: Yeah, and, again, he's diver- – You know, Point he's...
1: Randall was fun. A couple years ago, but that's not who he is.
0: And also, it was very much a, a style of winning that meant that if Julius Randall was in any shape or form, you know, not off at his. If he best. was
1: off for one night, it was wraps.
0: And not even just that, he could be. He could have a great scoring night. if he's off passing wise. You're also fucked, right? And it, you know, like everything had to run through Julius Randle. Uh, and, and now you have, you know, Julius Randle struggles. Jalen Brunson plays well. The Knicks win. Jalen Brunson struggles. Julius Randle plays well. The Knicks win. You know, Quinton Grimes, you know, he scores 20 points because he, he catches fire from three. The Knicks win. Uh, Miles McBride has a great defensive night. He shuts down. I believe he shut down. I mean, he, he, he was shutting. He's been shutting down some pretty good guards. Uh, you know, he's he has a great night defensively. The Knicks help hold the other team down. The Knicks don't maybe have the best offensive night, but the Knicks figure out a way to win. Um, you know, when you have something like that going on for you, that's, that's definitely important. You no, know, RJ Barrett, uh, in the last game, 26 points, I think, you know, that's, these are, these are good signs, right? This is, this is a good sign for the Knicks. This is a good direction for the Knicks to take. And right, <laughs> I realize sure. during the course of this podcast, we're going to have our ups and downs. Like we're There's going to be episodes where we're just fucking pissed at the Knicks because we came off a brutal loss. And there's going to be episodes where we're riding four game win streaks, right? This team is, this is kind of, this is par for the course. It's who they are. It's who they are. Right, but, but this but is, at I the think, same
1: time, like I think this is the best we've seen the Knicks in three years.
0: And also on top of that, they're doing it in again oh, two doing years. It in a way. They're doing it in a way that that you, is it feels more sustainable. Right, and even again, even if they struggle, right, even if they struggle or it, even if they don't keep sustain their winning ways, right, the Knicks can trade. The Knicks actually have guys that are going to be tradable, right. The Knicks that can actually do things, you and know it's what I mean?
1: it's a lot different from what we were looking at a couple of years ago, where it was like, oh, you know. We're playing a couple young guys, but you know the the key guys on our team are are you know in their twenties and 30s. Like we're looking at you know Derek Rose and Alfred Payton and um, who else was on that next scene? And Reggie Bullock. But like now, it's 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 no more Evan Fournier. It's a twenty three year old Quentin Grimes. I think Grimes is actually twenty five, but uh, let me check that. Yeah, so. Gr- Gra- okay, yeah, never mind. grass is twenty. He can't be
0: 25. He's twenty. No, he's twenty-two. He's
1: 22. He's, I thought he was, I, For some reason, I thought he was older than that.
0: He's twenty-two. He's 22. He's, I was like, "What the hell?"
1: Yeah, he's I thought mean, he was older than old. that. I not So he's young. Barrett's twenty-two. Reddish not getting minutes anymore, which I have no problem with. By the way, all these fucking cam fans can t- t- shut up. He's
0: not. He's not he's notable. Good. It's it's just like what what do you what where would you like him to play? You know what I mean? Like reddish, I,
1: like. I don't know the best way to say it. Cam Reddish is not a rotational basketball player. He think, is not a rotational NBA player. That's not who like, he is.
0: He just doesn't... He's not very efficient. That's kind of an issue. And you kind of need that from a guy who's a bench scorer, right? You and he's not a good scorer. defender either. Right. Like, you don't want your bench scorer to come off the bench and, you know...
1: And not score.
0: Right. You know, his, his efficiency is below league average. It's not on high volume, right? He's not a particularly great three-point shooter right now. These are not the things you would like to see... Like you're, when you're shooting 30% from three, you're, you're, you know, that's, he's supposed to be a su- supplemental piece for this offense. When you think of, you know, Derek Rose, when he first came to the Knicks, I'm not saying obviously, you know, not really a for the Knicks right now, but when Derek Rose first came to the Knicks, part of what made him so good was he was a better three-point shooter with the Knicks, right? You need to kind of fit yourself in a certain role. This you know, I feel bad for Reddish, obviously, because, you know, I, I feel like there maybe is a world where he pans himself out, but if the Knicks are trying to win basketball games, which they're trying to do, and, Cam Reddish doesn't help you, right? And there's, There's also- a
1: lot of teams where Reddish, who I don't think is a rotational basketball player, would get rotational minutes. There are teams where he'd start. He'd start on the Lakers. Send him there.
0: Like, yeah, and the Lakers are— Like,
1: good. The, some Knicks fans are making this argument about how, you know, since Reddish would start on the Lakers, he should start on the Knicks.
0: The Lakers like, are the fucking f- terrible.
1: What the fuck are we talking about? Not all, it, it has nothing to do with the, the Lakers being terrible. The Lakers might be good. Like, I, I, I don't care— the Knicks have too many guys that deserve minutes over reddish. And maybe it's a bad thing. Maybe it's a, you know, it's a it's a negative for the Knicks that they have too many guys who are, you know, worthy of rotational minutes. They have, you know, like it's kind of a joke with the Knicks coming into the year, the mid three thing, which I think is funny, but um with with Brunson, Randall and and Barrett, the Knicks have a lot of guys who are above average role players in the NBA, but they don't have a superstar.
0: Right? Yeah, that's that's the big thing.
1: They have twelve guys on this roster who are worthy of playing rotational minutes.
0: Yeah, and you know, kind of bouncing off that point a little bit, like would you like the New York Knicks to start sitting Miles McBride when the Knicks have played better with Miles McBride? Would you like them to dial back Quentin Grime minutes? Would you like them to stop playing Hardenstein for whatever reason you would like to come up with? Because for for not a player who's a this isn't like, like a, if he's a this isn't, two.
1: This isn't like you know, we're talking about Evan Fournier starting and Cam Reddish not playing. We right. are talking about Quentin Grimes starting and and Cam Reddish not playing.
0: And again, Reddish is not like a year two. Like we're in year four of Cam Reddish. We like it's not like this is not a player who has ever shown over full season that he is a very like he is a strong player for rotation. Like you could say, there's well, there's a why he was as a top.
1: There's a difference there, and there's a reason why as a top ten pick, Reddish isn't on the team that drafted him,
0: right? Uh, the, and, and the reason why the Knicks got him for a conditional first-round pick, not for a first-round pick that, you know, was like an unprotected. It was it was a conditional yeah, pick. Yeah, I mean,
1: and if the Knicks trade him for a second, I wouldn't consider that a loss.
0: Didn't the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to double-check the conditional pick Knicks said, but did they even lose that pick? I, I, am, I, am I bugging here? No, I think? I think
1: it was one of those, like, the picks that the Knicks have stashed, where it's like top 27 protected or something.
0: Yeah, hold on. Let me double check this. They basically uh,
1: got him for nothing and then it was the Charlotte pick that uh hasn't and, conveyed yet.
0: Let's see. Uh tw- yeah, uh 2022 first round. I'm pretty sure they still have the, I'm I'm like fairly confident in saying they still have the pick. And I could be wrong about that. But I, I feel I don't think they lost the pick. Right? There's there's no way they lost the 2022
1: pick. 2022 first round pick via the Charlotte Hornets. So 2022 NBA draft. Let's see where the Hornets were picking. Um, oh, it's the I think it's the Jalen Duran pick that they yeah. traded again. So I don't think that pick even went to Atlanta at any point.
0: No, so I they didn't really lose. They they traded Kevin Knox. That's that's what in the second round. That that's what the New York Knicks lost in this deal. Kev- Kevin Knox. Um, they they took a flyer on a player. Uh, you could say Tibbs didn't give him the greatest, but it's like he played like extremely well when he did. And you could argue maybe the usage isn't there, but like, what do you want them to do? Like, I don't like Tibbs that much. I'm not a Tibbs guy, but where would you like? I him think to
1: play? I, yeah, I'm I'm more of a Tibbs guy than you are, but like um what, like, for sure.
0: What, what do you want? What them do you want them about? to do? Yeah, like you could. Like, what, there there are legitimate gripes you could have had about him and his coaching style and whatever it may be, but like, what do you want to do about? Cam Reddish, do you want him to just make him play better? That's how the NBA
1: works. Give Tibbs coach of the year again this year if the Knicks make the playoffs. Like, this is this is unreal. What he's uh, the four game turnaround is wild. They went from awful to great in four games. It's it's crazy. I think the since since um, what's his name? Since uh, since McBride entered the rotation, the Knicks are the number one team in the league in net rating and in defensive efficiency so you know let tips cook
0: i'm gonna double check the date on this so november 30th okay nicks 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 let's see when was this game trying to i'm trying to i think i might be cooking with something here why is it not giving me dates why do i not get dates i think the Knicks are i'm just gonna say i think the Knicks might be undefeated or maybe like four and one or four and two they're four and two no no they're four no no Is we recorded right before the pistons game 5 and 2 since we've released our first episode. So, I think if you look at the objective data, which is a seven game sample size, and then you look at you no know, causation and correlation, I think you can say this podcast saved the Knicks season. I yeah. think that's a that's a fair conclusion you can I make. I mean,
1: we're looking at okay, look at the standings, right? Mm-hmm. Um in the Eastern Conference, how many teams below the Knicks are better than them?
0: You could, I mean, I, I would say um, the Hawks that true talent. So the So the Knicks,
1: as we sit right now, which could change in five minutes for all I know, if these teams are playing, the Knicks so are the sixth seed in the East. They're half a game back of Philadelphia. Um,
0: half a game ahead of the Hawks, but the Hawks just lost, they, so
1: they're half a game ahead of the Hawks, who I think they're better than. Them.
0: They just, just lost game, and so did the Pacers.
1: They're half a game ahead of the Pacers, who I also think they're better than.
0: Net rating says we're better than them. Net rating says we're a positive. The net net rating would say we're the, tied for the sixth best team in the league in the conference behind the Raptors. With the,
1: the Raptors, Raptors. Are, the Raptors
0: are good. Yeah, they would say that we are the we are battling. And we're then, and then you best start team. look,
1: you look down. Miami sucks. Chicago yeah, sucks. At, yeah. Now Miami, I think will turn it around. I believe in them a lot more than I believe in the Bulls, um, the Wizards, the Magic, the Hornets. The, those teams fucking suck, right? And I mean, you look at. It's it's the Knicks, Nets, Sixers, Cavs, Bucks, and Celtics, and the Hawks. I think are probably those seven teams that we're looking at looking for those top six spots in the East right now. You know, obviously the Knicks might not be as good as Atlanta. That wouldn't be shocking to me because I think Murray is really good. Like I I believe in Murray more than a lot of guys. I really yeah I
0: like Murray a lot. It's but I I understand why we didn't get him up as well. Like you know. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't
1: think he would fit very well.
0: Not only just – yeah, there's that. And then also the trade I mean, pieces. It would have been wanna, a hard sell.
1: You Brunson, Murray, Barrett, Randall, and Robinson. I think that might be
0: – That would have – I guess the tough sell would have been the picks. You know what I mean? Just like I think you'll have to look at I, it from the perspective. I think,
1: I think Murray's a guy who's worth three first-round picks.
0: I agree. But I, the, how do I put this? Considering the Knicks were involved in Mitchell, I can understand the Knicks not wanting to blow their prospect or their pick capital on Mitchell. Uh, Murray when they were trying to get Mitchell. I can completely understand that. I, I mean you could argue we can argue, you know, about we I think that's a that's a discussion. <laughs> and in hindsight, yeah, the Knicks probably should have been more involved than Murray, but ultimately they were trying it looked like they were trying to get Mitchell more and it did just didn't happen. And that happens sometimes. Sometimes you miss on a guy because you thought you're going to get another guy and you didn't get that guy. Um, and, you know, ultimately this team is going to need a superstar. At some point, this team is going to need a player who you can call a top 20, top 25 player, whether we want to call that a superstar or not, but a top 25, top 20 player that they can pencil into that lineup. And everyone, I don't know if that's necessarily true. What What do you mean?
1: Like, I think this team
0: they're has need a... it at some point, not this year, yeah. maybe not this year, but at some point they're going to need it. Right. That's that's the missing piece. That's it. That's if you look at it, like. I, I but the, th- the other thing is
1: they have everything you need to get one.
0: They need. I think the problem is just. I don't. I don't even know what the problem. I don't even know if they're like I,
1: you. If you could manage, they, they have the cap space. That's not the issue to get Brunson, Randall, and Barrett, and then even even if you trade quickly, which I wouldn't want to do, but I would understand if you did. Quickly, top in Grimes three firsts, like any combination of those. You can land almost anyone who will come up in trade talks.
0: You you think uh, you know? There's a guy who I think you know has a history with the Knicks who's averaging 22.7 points a game on pretty good efficiency, and could you think you think you might want to come back?
1: Are you talking <laughs> about fucking Chris Upsworth? You think right He might
0: come back, man? That he guy is come...
1: not a top 25 player in the league. No,
0: no, he is not. But do you want like I'm you add fucking...
1: him? That's the same thing as adding Jalen Brunson.
0: I'm I'm just fucking around, but at this I will say the Knicks but that is probably I, I the best pick the Knicks have made in a very long time. And even I think
1: those those two guys, I think Randall and Brunson could be all stars this year.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's tough to be an all star because of how just like how it, much
1: talent is in the league
0: and the rosters are like. Maybe I'm wrong, but in comparison to like other other
1: sports, it's a lot harder. Right, you know what I mean.
0: Um, and then. I guess I guess it's kinda of like we're trying you, you kinda of have to scout who that guy for the Knicks is gonna be that they can acquire, right? You know, who is the and it's is,
1: well, okay, let's look you you gotta look at bad teams on a downward trajectory, right?
0: All right, so let's think. Anyone on the Spurs nope, everyone on the Spurs is bad except for Trey Jones, but Trey Jones the is the Thunder,
1: year. I think, are gonna be too good to wanna trade Shea.
0: Especially when they, especially considering that they're gonna be bad, I think this year, and they're gonna get another really good pick, and they're gonna just have so much fucking young talent. They can in like okay, I
1: know, I know. Minnesota just tried to,
0: but they're go all right in. Now. They're bad right now. But like,
1: would they? How long until they consider trading towns?
0: I don't know. I, I genuinely do. You get? I don't think you give up in year one. I think it's tough to like. Give I'm not. Up in year I'm one.
1: not. I'm not talking about this from a Knicks perspective. Now I'm talking about it from a Wolves perspective. Like. If if I'm in that situation, how long is it before I give up on this roster and just say this isn't working with the two centers? We already gave up all of this draft capital for Gobert.
0: Well, also, Cat is hurt. He's missing four to six weeks. Like, I, I, think, I think this is going to – like, if the Wolves play better, a lot better without Cat, there's going to – like, I think that might spark a discussion.
1: Like, what about Paul George? You
0: see, Paul George – Paul George is someone I think about a lot because, like, Paul George is very quietly, like, a very like Paul, not saying Paul George is like I mean Paul, maybe you know what? I am gonna say it Paul George was an
1: MVP candidate like two years ago
0: dude Paul George is consistently over the ever since you know the the debacle that happened in the pandemic right consistently has been one of arguably we well, could say top 15 player in the league top 20 player in the league right right like,
1: he's he he's one of those guys are like kind um, of solve
0: all the next problems if you look at if you look at just like where what he does for the team like he kind of is I mean he's a great defender, he's a great score from three. He's just a he's he's a number one option. I could argue if you put not saying that they, they would win the finals, but if you put Paul George on this team and you put him, you know, you 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 you, you not and I I hate to take Grimes out the lineup, but you kind of have to. Um, uh, you know, you put Brunson, RJ, uh George, Randall, and and Robinson. Is this team not at least two to three wins better right now? Like just because you would have also played him the full season instead of Grimes miss, you know, not playing in the beginning. Would you yeah, not
1: be? I mean, and the other like, okay,
0: you can't, you can't tell me this team can't be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's look, you know at what I mean, with a better star.
1: All right, who, who else could come available? Just, and this isn't, um, you know, we're not, we're now we're looking like long term, like, you know, how bad do the Wizards have to be for Beal to be available?
0: And and do does do they like do not do we want to trade for him? Do first off, are the Wizards going to deal him after they made a big and also a big, uh. After they brought him back, and number two is is Beal taking this team for, considering the cap it because he makes a lot of fucking money. And so
1: yeah, his is, contract's huge. Or like I don't know <laughs> how how bad does um do the Bulls have to be to consider trading Levine, or are they already considering trading Levine?
0: Or I, I thought I uh, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I, I, I'm not as tuned in as a lot of people are with the Knicks. Just uh, I've I've seen, of, I've seen a lot of
1: I've seen a lot of Levine to the Knicks trade rumors. I don't want him. He makes too much money. That's he's another
0: like, thing. He's, you, he makes, like, top 20 NBA player money, and I don't think he's a top 20 NBA player, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like... I like him, but, like, you know... It,
1: it'll be interesting to see, because, like,
0: no one was expecting the Jazz to just completely
1: blow it up like that either. So, you know, is it possible that Jamal Murray is available in Denver at some point?
0: I guess it would be... That's a, Well, he's also, like, the third best. They're also, like, the third best team in the West, so... Yeah, I mean, but also,
1: he's a, I think he's a free agent next year. So that's
0: in. I guess it's more like, how do I put it? The Knicks are trying to find that player who's definitively better than Jalen Brunson. See, the, the, you the, get what the thing I'm that's
1: so fucking annoying about that is that they found him and they missed out on him. What
0: are you talking about? Mitchell. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, but I, even, like,
1: I, I, I'm yeah. going to say this with full confidence right now. Mitchell, I think, is good enough to be the best player on a championship team.
0: I think he's one of those bubble guys where you are like, is he or is he not? And the fact that we can have a discussion means that. I mean, the Cavaliers. I think, I do think do
1: the think Cavs are going to like. I okay. I have a futures bet on the Cavs to win the East this year.
0: I don't think they will. I think the Celtics are so much better than everyone else. I,
1: I, the Celtics are good, and Tatum is unbelievable. Tatum's going the MVP. Um, can the Cavs beat them in a seven game series? I think I don't know how the like if we're just talking like. If, Screw the Knicks for a minute. Just talk straight basketball for a minute. What can the Celtics do as a team that runs out a lineup with Al Horford and Robert Williams? Now, this is not a shot at Williams as much as it is at Horford. How the hell do you plan on stopping Allen and Mobley?
0: I mean, well, well, timeout. Let's let's slow things down a little bit here because the Celtics, I mean, defensively, I mean, they're very fucking good defensively. They, those but they two don't, guys are not they also... they
1: do struggle with bigs. Yeah, that like, is
0: true, but like, like, like they, Tatum's better they, than Mitchell. They, they, that's they beat
1: just... Giannis last year. That's and they beat Embiid, but they have, the Cavs have two,
0: but they're not like I would say the offensive threat of to Cooper and Embiid is outweighs is obviously
1: outweighs Allen right. and Mobley. But so like that's I just you... so much size, and the Cavs the Cavs are incredible defensively. By the way, this is like.
0: Look, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like downplaying the Cavaliers. I I legitimately like I was like, okay, if you if you put a star player like let's say I I think I said Paul George, right? We said the same
1: thing last year. We were talking about this. We were saying like, if you took Cleveland, I know us two were I don't know if Jack was with us. But we were saying like, if you took um, a you put a star next to Garland and and Mobley, you'd be a championship contender. They did that and they are.
0: Right. And the problem, the, 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 and that's like, that's where I'm at. Like, that's where I'm at with not saying that like the Knicks have the same level of high end young talent. um, But it's really not hard to imagine. Like, the, the, the Cavs never got a, for a number one overall pick. They never they never got a number one overall. They did he you know the twenty nineteen draft. Yes, they ended up with Garland. Garland ended up becoming better than RJ Barrett. But at the point at that point in time, they missed. You know what I mean? They missed on the pick. You know what I mean? They missed. You know what I mean? RJ Barrett was clearly better than Garland at the time. He was it was you would yeah, it's, so like, it's not like it's like it's not Garland. like
1: the Knicks' fault that they drafted Garland. Right? You would look so
0: you would have gotten fired for for you would have been blasted. Abso- like my point more so is like it's not like the Cavs have walked in and just like like the Pelicans have, are just like fucking remarkably lucky they're going to get the Lakers pick the Lakers might have a re- give them a really good pick Zion they got they ended up with Zion even though they weren't oh, god awful that year you know what i mean and Zion's figuring out his health and and you know they they've just hit on certain places where like they didn't even they didn't deserve to hit on those places the Cavs have been they haven't. Well, Garland paid... wasn't
1: the slam dunk pick either that year. Like at five. Right.
0: I- I'm just saying. Like, how do I put it? Well, but my my point more so is like they haven't. Not that you you can be mediocre or you cannot get the first overall pick and that's a good process. No, but like they haven't been the most fortunate draft team. If you get what I'm saying, like lottery wise. Um, right. Uh, and even when they've nailed it, right? They who'd they get? It was uh they, they-, they drafted Bennett, who was a bust, fucking terrible. Uh, they got Irving. They- yeah, they got Irving, but Irving's like that's that's so long ago that like that doesn't even Yeah, like, you. But Bennett can't... is
1: before or Bennett's like, like a year after Irving.
0: That's that's like their last two first overall picks, and that's no, no no, 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 no,
1: they had three in four years. They had Irving in 11, they had Bennett in 13, and Wiggins in 14. Wiggins,
0: right? But like, like, not a single, not a single guy who's on the team right now, and not and two of those guys suck or one of those guys sucked and the other guy was traded instantly. You know what well, I mean? Like I'd of, say
1: one of them sucks. One of the other, the other like, guy was
0: traded immediately.
1: The, the other two, like Irving is an all NBA player and Wiggins is an all-star. So
0: I guess my point more so is like none of those guys, none except for Irving, obviously are like, how do I put it? Like number, you think number one overall pick. You know what I mean? But the Cavs you, also got a
1: lot back for Irving in that trade to Boston. They,
0: they they did, but I guess my point more so is like I'm not looking at the Cavs and sitting back and saying it's impossible for the Knicks to get that draft capital and for the Knicks to to to, to get picks and, and and to you know draft good talent or good NBA talent. It's impossible for this team to do that. Look what they've been doing with 20th overall picks. And I've I've harped on their draft picks before, but it's like. I think they just need to freaking let themselves pick in the lottery. You know what I mean? Just let yourself pick in the lottery. If you get a top 15 pick, if it's the 12th pick, 11th pick, 10th pick, just pick a guy. You don't have to trade back. Just pick a guy. Pick someone. Just pick someone. It, I promise you the worst case scenario is they're bad and you get rid of them and they're, you know, another top in or whatever it may be. No, but I think, I think, Leon, I think Leon Rose has a vision.
1: And His I don't... vision.
0: What what it but you know what and I don't it, know
1: if I it, don't fuck with the vision. I don't know if it's gonna work out, but that dude is stockpiling assets. But and, you know what? And you could say it's a failure that he stockpiled assets and didn't get the superstar when he came available with Mitchell. But at the same time, like I would say that what what he offered to the Cavs, uh not to the Cavs, to the to the Jazz was just as good as the Cavs offer if not a little bit better.
0: I'm, all I'm all I all I, all I want to say is that the Knicks just like they're not not that we're daydreaming, right? We're thinking about if they get a star this or that, but like it's right obviously. It's so, Nothing we're talking so, about is
1: realistic.
0: Like but like, if even if we at the team that made the playoffs, right? Randall as your best player, like that's not sustainable long term because he was the only genuinely very good NBA player at that point in time, established. You know what I mean? And even then, you question the the vol- the volatility. I I think this could be the number team, one option.
1: I think this next team is better than that
0: one. Right? There is a lot. They get a lot more value from a lot of different places. There are two guys who I think are like, not, like I would say,
1: and obviously we're riding high right now off of. A- Big win streak where they look great, but and I would I could, say if you can end up with a top five seed in the East this year and you get this into the second round, I'd call that a successful season.
0: But like you know what, too, it's like the way I see it is like the, the the reason I'm I'm more optimistic is like I again I sit back and say this team can end up making the playoffs, and you know you can sit back and say the foundations here to win, or they could be very bad. And well, and can, the
1: other and- thing is even if they make the playoffs, I don't think Dallas is going to make the playoffs, so.
0: What's going on there? Right. And then on top of it, no, like, you get their pick
1: is what I'm talking about.
0: Right. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's like and then the, the second the second thing I want to harp on here is if this team misses the playoffs and is in the lottery, if this team is picking with a lottery pick. Right. If this team it's somehow manages 10 if this, protected, if this team, if this team, if this team somehow manages a way to find themselves picking in the top 10. Picking at eleven, even picking at twelve, right? This is a good NBA draft class. You can walk away with a player who fits your system very well, and you optimize and you get the most out of that player. And you're 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 building towards something. There's something there that's a even if that player is like if that player is a manual is like close to a manual quickly in terms of production, that's either a player that you have for the future or that's a part of a bigger trade. You know what I mean? Like just pick, just just this. I think this year unless they make the playoffs and the pick and they you know a superstar is available and, and that pick is there between them getting him or not pick, pick an NBA player, pick someone, just anyone you can find, like you will find someone. I disagree with this. I, I think that I think this is, I don't,
1: a- I don't think you have the ability to pick an NBA player, put him on your roster and play him significant minutes because I understand don't that have space for that.
0: I understand that. I understand that on, on the surface. I, I definitely understand that, but look, the way I look at it is your your set pieces for next year. The guys who are definitely going to be here are Mitch Randall in that starting lineup. Obviously, Grimes is still going to be here, but
1: it'll be it. I think the starting lineup next year is going to be exactly the same as But year. but
0: he, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Right? If you take Grimes and he's suddenly like, if if you have if you can find if you figure like, obviously it's depending on the on the on the situation you're in, right? If the Knicks have the 15th pick and, and the player available is you know like the best player available is like a bunch of forwards, right? You trade back. Right. I, I get that. I, I totally see that. But if it's a, if it's a guard, right. And it's, and it's a player that let's, it's, 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 it's basically the guy, it's basically a shooting guard. Right. And it's a good NBA player. I'm trying, I have to look at the NBA. mock. I have to look at draft boards. I have not, I am very much not caught up on that, but if the Knicks find themselves, you know, with a player. This draft is, is loaded, by the way. Right. Like my point is more so, right. Like this is a more valuable for, even if like, okay. So right, this
1: coming, current, current mock draft has the Knicks with Grady Dick, uh, Grady Dick is amazing.
0: Um I'm just gonna pull up his stats right now. I'm just, I'm just not I'm I'm gonna uh, just just looking.
1: Well obviously this has the Knicks at eleven. The Knicks are not gonna be drafting. I don't think they'll be drafting that high. But again, it's a possibility. Who knows?
0: He's um, he's also young. He he's 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 very he's young. He's a freshman. He's a freshman. Right. If the if the Knicks end up with him, right, and he's coming off the bench and he's your 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 one of your, your scoring options off the bench, right? Like then he can he can graduate into that bigger role or or in year the one. The Knicks still two. draft
1: freshmen though that's one thing we but, do have they, to keep in mind they
0: should they should you know why they should because you know what off the bench you have an opening i think on your bench to to play have a player like that and again you what look at opening? year two for on the bench you don't have an opening on the bench for a guard <laughs> who can score you don't have an opening on the bench for the guard you you don't think a having someone who can run with a quickly and do something like that you this team has room for that this team has room for that and yeah. You can, even, you can also play I mean, Grady Dick diff- at forward if you wanted to. You just, this, is, this is the NBA. This isn't, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this is not, you know, fucking, this isn't 20 years ago. Grady Dick's 6'8". If you put him at small forward, you're not in the worst p- position in the world. Do you I understand what I'm saying?
1: I think you just looked at his height and said that.
0: Yeah. No, I did. I did just look at his <laughs> height and determined he could play small forward. My point more so is like, dude. If he's go, if he's a solid bench player, you will have a 19 to 20 year old solid bench player in year two with three years of extra control on a rookie contract. Now he has a like you can trade that and a bigger deal. I'm just saying the picks are picks are great, but picks aren't why the Knicks did not get Donovan Mitchell. It is because I don't think you can entice a team with RJ. No, Bear the reason the Knicks the didn't get Mitchell.
1: The, the, the reason the Knicks didn't get Mitchell is because they did they wouldn't trade Quentin Grimes.
0: Right, and like my point my, – my, like I guess my point is, like, if you have more of those controllable talent, you can now make a decision, Grady Dick or Quinton Grimes, when you're making a trade, right? You have the backup young option. You have – it's there. You can – and also, if you have Grady Dick, that means you could potentially save yourself from trading Emmanuel quickly. You still have Emmanuel quickly on the team. After you get a superstar, he's your leading guy off the bench. He's your sixth man. You get what I'm saying? Like, you, Yeah, you, I mean, obviously, like, a, a just player? for anyone
1: listening, Ryan is using Grady
0: Dick as a name.
1: As and a name. On, yes, he and has no that, idea who this is. On top of that, I don't even what know what he, he looks like. I
0: have no idea what he looks like. There's his picture is not a basketball reference, but he is. I get you get my point. Like he resembles. Young NBA player, is he? can we really, are, are we really going to make the point that Grady Dick can't figure out a way to be as good as Quinton Grimes was in year one? Are we, are we going to say that's not possible? You know what I'm saying? Like, with a, if you get a top 15 pick, it's impossible for you to find a player as good as Quinton Grimes who finds himself playing himself well off the bench and and, and finds a role on the team. And, and the Knicks, God forbid, someone becomes available, two, I guess two years from now, someone becomes available. And, oh, my God, the Knicks have Grady Dick Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel quickly, you know. Uh, I, uh, love, his, I love
1: how you are so dead set on Grady Dick. Grady fucking Dick. Because last, this,
0: one, this one mock draft he, that I pulled up He passes the, the name test too. That's another thing too. I, there's definitely a factor of name test for NBA teams. Ben Mathurin, that is a player. Mathurin. Who just, fuck. He has, but he passes the name test. That is a name test passer. You know what I mean? There are certain guys, their names just. It, it, Donovan Mitchell, that is an NBA superstar name. Grady Dick is an NBA, that's superstar name, but a good NBA player name, good role player. You know, you can already Dick my Dick Rose quickly when when Dick and quickly on their court together, like you know, you know what I mean. And you have, yeah, and that the, the the whole
1: Rose quickly thing worked more with Derrick Rose, right?
0: But like. I don't know. Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess my point... Uh, Okay, okay. I think we're getting carried carried, away. We're getting carried away. I guess my point is, like, this team... You are getting carried away. This team is in a better spot than they were in 2020 when they were in a postseason spot because this team has more young NBA talent than that team did. This team has more picks than that team did. This team, I think, has a better direction than that team did. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are better than Julius Randle. And whatever their second co-star was that wasn't R.J. Barrett and the New York Knicks can do things if they just decide to not be the New York Knicks for a little bit, which that's what I'll end on. Boom. An outro. I I I I